Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Use Guys in That podcast. It's just the three of us this week. Uh, Brian is out in the western portion of the United States searching for God or whatever out in the mountains. And we, and anyway, he's not here. So uh, it's just three of us. You're stuck with the three of us. We're lots of fun, too, though. I mean, no, no need to tune out. Tune in and turn it up. Uh, before we get started, shout out to our sponsors, AgorasNexus.com. AgorasNexus is a website listing for those who are free thinkers that offer loads of products from seeds to ebooks, publishing, custom knives, coffee, crypto, and more. Check them out, AgorasNexus.com. So uh, I want I got to share some funny stuff. Usually I don't respond to these sorts of things in great detail. Usually when a scammer sends me an email like, hey, you know, the bank of Sierra Leone has money for you. Uh, or Burkina Faso or some or Mauritania, some bank in Western Africa has like $65 million. And, you know, all I have to do is pay them three grand and I can get access to that money, Mm -hmm. you know, which if you think about it is a pretty good deal if it were legitimate. And that's why it's not because it doesn't exist. So I did get an email that I want to share with you with use. um, And then I will share my reply. I thought the reply was fitting. And I encourage those of you who encounter these to engage not 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 delete but as engage these individuals start a dialogue see if you get a reply i never get one but i'm working on it so i get something from a mrs rose kelly yeah it sounds very legitimate uh uh, the email address is bernard r932 at gmail.com from a mrs rose kelly um, and Mrs. Rose Kelly is a public employee, but she chose not to use her public employee email to keep her anonymity. <clears throat> so let me get started. You're not anonymous anymore. Uh, <laughs> it starts. It begins. <clears throat> Good day. In accordance with uh, my religious persuasion, I felt expedient. She's trying real hard. Just pouring it on to write and inform you on the wicked conspiracy hatched by the duo of Mr. Alex and Mr. <laughs> Hassan from the Ministry of Finance to divert your funds to their designated account in the Cayman Islands, UAE. Now, before I continue, the Cayman Islands and the UAE are separated by, I think, about 7,000 miles. The UAE is over by the Arabian Peninsula, and the Cayman Islands is not near the Arabian Peninsula. In fact, it's not even in the fucking, uh, in the neighborhood. Okay, it's not the same sport. But anyway, Cayman Islands, UAE, I guess maybe they have a city in the UAE called Cayman Islands, United Arab Emirates. Either way, I mean, my my geography might be off. Borders change. I understand that. Um, (laughs) There are no borders. Yeah, no borders. uh, No gods. No arbitrary lines on a map anyways. Correct. Written by uh, written by gang leaders. Anyway. Uh, let's see here. They begin to find it difficult to divert the funds due to unable. I'm reading this as it is typed due to unable them to provide an adequate identity of the funds. They now moved the funds down to Africa and hide it in a security company in other in other to buy time pending to enable them embezzle the funds on their own convenient time. But God stopped them. Not even joking. (laughs) From my position as a lowly clerk in this office, Miami Finance Department, 444 Southwest 2nd Avenue, Miami, Florida, 33130 US and they, I discovered that the duo criminals moved the fund, not funds, but fund from the United States to China and then moved them again to Banco Italiano in Italy. 
Yesterday, I found out through the central computer database that they are about to reroute the funds to a security company in the United States of America, where they will be able to maneuver the strict IMF money laundering regulatory orders. With this, I felt it important for me to alert you on the development. They are still using your name and contact and slash inheritance identification number as the beneficiary, but they have changed the account coordinate and this is the reason why they are frustrating you by delaying the transfer of your funds to you so in order to buy time pending on what they will transfer your funds to your designated account i knew something was going on i was expecting (laughs) that money i have referenced the number of the transaction and also have the number of the official who is directly in charge at the security company your your payment is supposed to go through euro asia credit control financial clearing department before the final lodgement into the security company all that data slash information about your funds file are within my reach i do not need gratification from you either in cash or kind i can never be a part of even an over the pants hand job That's doable. That's the only way they can get gratification from you. Little, 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 little tug, little tug love. Um, I can never be a part of evil because the Bible said, "Ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free." Please respect my discretion in this matter. With an exclamation point, I will send you the reference number, the name, and contact information of the uh, of the officials of the security company where they keep your funds in the United States of America. When I receive your response, I repeat, please do not expose my person. I'll be exposing a lot if you keep it up. <laughs> it is it is not easy to get employment around here, and I cannot contend with these powerful individuals because they can eliminate me, like kill you, like what the. F- like they can eliminate me uh, based on the topic we're going to talk about today that sounds like death you are advised to reply to me immediately at kelly rose 449 at aol.com as i access this email more often god bless you mrs rose kelly well mrs rose kelly uh please listen to the retort <clears throat> bad day because she said good day i said bad day As I have zero religious persuasion, I will tell you this. There is no God, but there is an I in meat pie. My offer is this. Agree to sword fight me in the street of my choice on the date of my choice. The sword fight will include the following options in blades. Hand and a half, two-handed, Scottish Claymore, Scottish Infantry, Mercenary, Bastard, French, and or Cutlass. No more than two blades will be allowed upon the day of the duel, in which case, wait, don't make me laugh, in which case you will only duel with one, with one only, with only one opportunity to swap before first blood on the individual account. I will allow quarter, at which time in the highly unlikely event in which you defeat me, I shall allow you to choose from four Hot Wheels of my collection. (laughs) In the event of my inevitable victory over you, I shall not only take four Hot Wheels of my choice from your collection, but I will also take sexually explicit photographs of your mother, dead or alive, and sell them on my OnlyFans site. Should your mother be dead, you will have to pay the cost for exhuming her, and if she has been cremated, I will then require a suitable replacement under the same terms. Accept these terms, or cower in fear and decline. Hail Satan, Captain Long, 
Captain Longcock, L-O-N-G-E-C-O-C-K-E, aboard the good ship Deepwood at sea, the 16th day of September, 2021, Six Semper Spume, which means ever thus to scum. That was my response to Mrs. Rose Kelly, the nice lady that she is. I'm awaiting her reply to either accept the terms of the sword fight or decline. Um, <laughs> I encourage the 11 and a quarter of you, we're down a quarter, uh, to please respond in kind to these, uh, these, you know, these wonderful offers of cash from all these, you know, myri- like she involved God. God is not allowing them and her, and she is, she's going to die because of me. You I see that? I have a that? question. Did you copy that in that AOL email Absolutely. Address? Absolutely. I did. What is this? This is not white belt hour. <laughs> this yes. isn't the rookie hour. I absolutely sent to Kelly Rose. 449 at AOL.com. Absolutely. I did exactly what I was asked to do, and she has yet to accept my counter offer. So um, just have some fun with it. I challenge you to a duel. You know, and just in, you know, in the event that Mrs. Rose Kelly's mother is dead, if she has been put in the ground in a casket, she, this, this lady's going to have to dig her up when I beat her in the sword fight. And if this lady's been cremated, well, you're going to have to find a suitable replacement, dead or alive. So it could be an aunt. Um, it could be her sister, whatever. I accept. I'll accept any of it. But the Hot Wheels are coming with me. I can tell you that much right now. Right. That's non-negotiable. Yes. That is the real currency Before, yeah. of the black Before market. Hot Wheels of my choosing. Of my choosing. You're goddamn right. So um, with that being said... I know some big news has happened. Really big, shocking news. Ladies and gentlemen, breaking news. Breaking news. Like Alex Jones says, break, folks. We got, we're going to skip this commercial break for some breaking news. Um, uh, California didn't get rid of Gavin Newsom. <gasps> shocking. I know. Please stay in your seats. Remain in your seats and try to be calm. I know it's a shock. But the communists in California decided that they don't want to get rid of him. So, interesting enough. So our listeners in Canada, specifically one individual who's downloading the shit out of shows in Ontario, welcome aboard, and don't take this personally. Um, I have family that lives in Burlington, Ontario, uh, not too far away from Toronto. This article is from The Star, the Toronto Star. Mm. Um, It's amazing the amount, like I can taste the boot leather through the interwebs, through this microphone. It's amazing. Wait till you hear the language that is used by Edward Keenan, the Washington bureau chief of the Toronto Star. A failed attempt to oust California's governor reflects how many Americans really feel about COVID-19. In the end, Tuesday's recall election in California was an absolute rout and a big shock to everybody, I'm sure. As of Wednesday afternoon, and with 70% of ballots counted, Governor Gavin Tusum Newsom won the right to remain in office with the support of 64% of voters. While the exact result won't be known for a while, it wasn't close. Newsom not only won huge, but in exit polls, he took a majority in every demographic, ethnicity, and gender subcategory. Roughly 45% of voters didn't even bother to fill in the name of a replacement candidate in their second half of the ballot. Uh, on their now irrelevant result, as predicted, Trump supporting talk talk radio host Larry Elder led a pack of wannabes while winding up support by only a quarter of the votes counted as of Wednesday morning. 
More than 5.8 million had voted to keep Newsom in office, while fewer than 2.4 million had voted to replace him with Elder. The takes are coming in hot on what this means for the country at large. California, after all, is America's America, as James Fallows puts it. I don't know who that guy is, and no offense to any of you listening there. Just because you say a word twice doesn't make it more profound. America's America. Ladies and gentlemen, I can assure you that Bay Area politics ain't America's America. You're fucking unarmed and filled with heroin addicts and human shit in the streets. That shit doesn't... I mean... I'm sorry. I'm sure San Francisco is a beautiful city. I've only been there when I was connecting when I went to Hawaii. Okay. Uh, I've but, been to San Francisco. Was it nice? Uh, back in 2003, it wasn't quite so bad. Like it was okay. cool back then. But yeah, from what I hear now, it's, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, like, it's, you know, they're super cool to the homeless, man. And like I. That episode yeah. of South Park. <laughs> what? Spare some change? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the change one. That's how they got rid of the the homeless people at the end was they fucking. Set them all to California. Yeah, they sent them all to California. (laughs) (laughs) They exported their their homeless to California. California, yeah. Super cool to the homeless. That was a good episode because didn't the the Jewish kid's dad need to get changed too after a while? And he joined the ranks. Yeah, I remember that. Um. Here's the lesson I see, according to this uh, soy reporter. Here's the lesson I see. The loud and active coalition of ignorance, malice, not to be confused with Michael, Mm. and obstruction that drives the Republican Party in the United States, a related crew can be witnessed in Canada throwing stones and blocking access to hospitals, can and does effectively hijack political debate for months on end. But it is ballot box poison. U.S. President Dementia seems to know this. He defeated much of the same coalition in November. He's taking the fight to them right now. Boy, he sure is. This man is something else, but we will come back to that. In California, the Republican perpetual campaign machine managed to take advantage of the state's gadfly-friendly recall to force a referendum on Newsom's leadership by getting 12% of the the last electorate to sign a petition forcing the vote. By most accounts, the Republicans accomplished that by tapping into the dissatisfaction among many signatories with Newsom's COVID-19 restrictions. Meanwhile, he went out to eat and went to restaurants while the rest of you, you know, were under pain of penalty of the law by leaving your house. Anyway, virtually all of the options, elder most prominent among them, campaign against the mask and vaccination mandates and COVID-19 bidness restrictions that Newsom has either imposed or supports. But here's the thing. While the Delta variant, which can be defeated if it's inside your asshole with Todd Gay's soap, uh, has made COVID-19 a crisis again in the U.S., killing more than 1,000 people a day. California is faring relatively well compared to places where people who agree with Elder are in power. While permissive Florida is suffering 1.52 deaths per 100,000 residents each day and Texas 0.97 at 100,000, California's daily death rate is 0.28 per 100,000. Something tells me this reporter cheers on the higher death totals in other areas so that this person's, um, I don't want to assume their gender, so it's um, what have you, a point of view is supported. You know, some of these people wish death on others. We talked about this, I think, last week. It's amazing to see how quickly the uh, very, uh, I don't know, the tolerant and accepting and all caring uh, left wing, progressive, the compassionate compassionate left. That's right. How quickly that changes when you decide that you don't agree with them. 
Uh, it appears to have a winning strategy in CNN's exit poll. I don't know why you would, whatever. Voters named coronavirus the top issue driving their decision. Some 63% said getting vaccinated was a public health responsibility rather than a personal choice. Nobody asked you, certainly not I, and thought that Newsom's COVID-19 policies was either, were either about right or not strict enough. Listen, I'm not going to go any further, but we're going to talk about this briefly. If elections are real, and this is a real result, which, you know, I guess this is what happened. No offense, guys. Uh, why are you still there, those of you that don't agree with this? I don't care how pretty California is. You must be out of your fucking skull. California has like a fucking BDSM fetish. Jesus. I mean, they love to taste the boot leather. Like, this right. is bad. This Choke is bad. Harder, daddy. Yes. While Gavin goes out to eat, while you, um, while In and Out Burgers close, um, <laughs> where we come from, I think we have a superior burger joint, but that's uh, beside the point. Um, I, I had an individual go out there and eat In and Out and compare it to a local fare that we have here in Akron, which is famous because of Gibran. And he said that our version is a hundred times better than In and Out Burger. Now, I've never had Shake Shack, so I can't really make a comparison there between the three. Like I'm a fried chicken expert, but this is not my area of expertise. Fried chicken and Chinese food, I'm I am I am a black belt level expert. This is I'm I'm not in there. I'm probably at a blue belt level, you know, you know, intermediate but not advanced. Um, so yeah, so I think that you all should get the fuck out of there. Like go to Nevada or go to Arizona. Arizona's pretty. I've been there. It's nice. So is New Mexico. It's very nice there. There's a lot of places you could literally fucking walk to. It might take you a minute, but get the fuck out of there get out of there before the ocean eats it okay right. because we're all hoping for that i'm sorry we i'm done with this shit like the idea and i think that pete was on tim pool show and he was like you know the idea that we have to share air with these people i agree like i have nothing in common with this not strict enough like how strict like i mean what do they now the cops are going to shoot you and your dog for not wearing a mask like it's not enough what it's at right now like, you people are absolutely fucking crazy. Your neighbors are batshit crazy. They're bats in the bell tower, not playing with a full deck of cards. Absolutely insane. This place is crazy. Y'all got to get the fuck out of there. I don't care how nice it's the surfing fast. is. Yeah. Fucking high tailing. Yeah. Like yesterday. High like yesterday. And don't go to Oregon. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Just listen to that episode. So stay, yeah. Yeah. Stay away from there. You want to go. Jesus. Word. That's a shame. Possibly southeast. Yeah. I, I heard that Oregon was a beautiful place at one point in time. I'm sure. I, that yeah, I mean, you know, I'm and I'm sure that there's probably other parts of Oregon. Like, I guess in particular, it's more like the Portland area, you know, like in really like any city, like any any fucking coastal city. I mean, you know, we're talking about California. Fucking fuck New York, too. Mm -hmm. You know, for that matter, like yes. New York City. Fuck New York City fuck that place they're all like somehow i, I don't know i mean maybe I should uh, there just that. must be something about living in like a yeah. densely populated area that just makes you fucking lose your shit <laughs> right like for <laughs> real like it, it must like they're all claustrophobic and fucking angry and, <laughs> and, and they don't and they don't know how to do it any other way except and for they're not you know, happy, so shitty they're, politics yeah they're not happy so they don't want you to be happy right? either, so they want everybody to be the same amount of miserable and you know not do anything fun 
Well, um, that's what I think. Anyway. I, I, I don't think that. I, listen, all I gotta say is get out. Yeah, get get, get out. Get the fuck get, out. Go to a, go to a more rural area. I mean, seriously, <clears throat> Wyoming. I have a friend of mine who lives in Wyoming. He says it's amazing. It's amazing in Wyoming. Yeah. A lot of nuclear missile silos, but whatever. You know, you live in Yellowstone. Well, I, I heard that you can buy some of those old ones. You know, and and move yeah, them. yeah. So, you know, yeah. I've seen I've seen idea. people that buy them and renovate them into like underground bunker homes oh yeah, dude it's rad it's yeah. rad i would love yeah. to do that like if i could Fuck yeah I would, man i mean i mean you'd have to learn that'd be like a fucking fortress yeah for sure you'd have to look like if you think about it if you do if you do in fact invest in something like that i guess you would have to find yeah you would have to have a way to have solar power because if the poop hits the air conditioning, you're going to need electricity and then you have to get into hydroponics to grow food, mm -hmm. but it's doable. It's possible. At least the initial stages of the ice cream social, you would fare pretty well. I mean, it was built to be, you know, a highly restricted area to begin with. So I like them because some of them, they still have some of the control panels, like with the two, the two keys that you have to turn at the same time to activate the missile. Um, and then the silos still there, this massive silo for what was, I think they were, um, Minutemen missiles, I think they were. Anyway, um, yeah, that's really cool stuff. I've seen them renovate it, and the dude had, was like a violin player. I don't know if you saw that one. And the acoustics, he said, were amazing in these hallways. And he would just take his violin and play it in the hallway, and it would just have this awesome, awesome uh, acoustic effect. Um, I wanted to talk about, so I've been plugging this book for a while, okay? Uh, the Devil's Chessboard, which I highly Highly, I cannot stress enough that you guys, if you have a credit with Audible, download that book. It is absolutely, and I'm stuck because, listen, I don't really cry for spilled politicians. I will admit that every time I watch the Kennedy assassination, I'm fucking bothered watching him die. I, 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 it's, I guess an Achilles heel of mine, watching him lurch forward, grabbing his neck, and then watching the side of his face blow up and then jackie kennedy gets sprayed with brain matter and she's freaking out that's a tough watch i don't care who you are it's a tough thing to see this book is an absolute treasure trove of facts that none of us really knew about like my mother she doesn't vote and she doesn't care and she thinks that everything is fixed and the first i remember thinking back when you first learned about the assassination and she was like oh well the government did it and i'm like oh, why but because they didn't like him because he was changing things. Okay, well, that was a very introductory um, opinion, I guess. But, you know, she's entitled to it. But, you know, this book really details a lot of stuff. And we got some articles. Again, I cannot stress it enough. This is a massive book. I think it's over 30 hours to listen to. And I, and I, I wish I could take notes, but I'm driving while I'm listening to it. So I keep trying to remember shit when I park the car. And, like, I get on my phone and I'm like, remember to look this up. Remember to look that up. It hasn't worked out very well. But I do have some stuff for you today. So this one's from the USA Today. And anybody who's told you there have been detractors of the magic bullet theory. Now, mind you, we, if you look up bullet found on Kennedy's gurney, the bullet that was used for that uh, Italian rifle, it literally is pristine as if it was never put into a cartridge to be fired, let alone fired at all. Okay. It is pristine. And Joe Rogan made that point on his podcast where he's like, I've shot a lot of bullets and I've shot animals. And I know what happens when bullet hits bone. Okay. 
we all know what happens when bullet actually fights against air let alone hitting anything okay the bullet changes this thing might as well came, uh, have come in one of those packs that you get before you put the die in so you could do your own reloading it is ridiculous how pristine that bullet is i highly recommend you check it out but this article is specifically from the usa today uh this is from ray locker jfk files caa started to disavow knowledge of lee harvey oswald within hours of the killing from washington within hours of the assassination of john kennedy cia started to distance itself from any connection to suspected assassin lee harvey oswald recently released secret records from the national archives show while cia agents had picked up oswald while he was in Mexico City in, in September, now remember, Kennedy was assassinated on November 22nd, 1963. This is in September 1963, trying to return to the Soviet Union. In the height of the Cold War, mm -hmm. I cannot stress to you how fucking strange that would be somebody who left the United States, became a Soviet citizen, lived in Minsk, which mm -hmm. is now Belarusia, then came back then went to mexico and said no i want to go back to the ussr and the fucking intelligence community was like nah, fuck them who cares uh, probably well see here's the thing it depends on who was told and what day they were told it on okay. because like you know my grandfather always said don't get a car that was built on a monday or a friday because <laughs> you know okay it, it, it's probably going to be shitty all right because nobody wants to work on a monday and nobody wants to work on a friday right okay like, that was the saying back in the day back in the day okay now right. it's a little bit different because it's a little bit more automated etc whatever and they just make shitty cars now so um with that being now, said now it's shitty every day yeah now, now it's just <laughs> shitty no matter what day of the fucking week okay you show up. all right um go on so that being said it's very possible that he just slipped through the cracks on that one twice or three times yeah i guess they were all mondays or fridays so huh? i mean i'm just saying okay. it is possible like, yeah, sure it is possible I, I agree that it's possible uh possible and probable or can be mutually exclusive um i there, don't there are that many stupid people in the government listen i don't disagree with you at all on that however this is kind of suspect so i'm going to carry on with this okay that file which was released on a friday i'm not saying it was logged on a friday they released that on a friday <laughs> shows that the agency knew about the travels of oswald a former marine sharpshooter as he moved to the soviet union returned to the united states with a russian wife demonstrated in support of cuba's communist government and traveled to mexico city before the assassination okay the files were released under the requirements of the President John F. Kennedy Assassination Records Collection Act of 1992, which requires all documents compiled as part of investigation to Kennedy's murders to be released by October 26, 2017. Mm -hmm. On that day, 2,891 files were released in full. Others, including 676 released Friday, were censored in some parts to maintain the secrecy of sources who are still alive. Boo. The September 18, 1975 CIA memo on Oswald was released as a Senate committee led by Senator Frank Church, a Democrat from Idaho, investigated the abuses by CIA, FBI, and other intelligence agencies. Details about the Kennedy administration's attempts to overthrow the government of Cuban dictator Fidel Castro or assassinate him had emerged from the, com the committee investigation, as well as theories that Castro may have been involved in trying to kill Kennedy which is a bold-faced lie he had nothing to do with it 
Much of the memo from CIA official Paul Hartman was meant to explain why the agency, although it had picked up traces of Oswald, Oswald during his travels, did not consider him a threat. Quote, I recall very clearly that they were extremely concerned at the time that Oswald, as an American returning from the USSR, may have been routinely debriefed by the Domestic Collection Division, thus having established contact with the agency, Hartman wrote. That same point now, quite understandably, had been made by two CBS newsmen. Having some knowledge of this subject, I personally concluded that there's a valid reason for the D DCD's lack of interest in Oswald at that time. This is from somebody who's part of the community. If you're expecting honesty, I would look elsewhere. So, you know, we have on March 9th, 1964, a memo to J. Lee Rankin, the chief counsel in the commission, noted problems with information the CIA gave to the commission the previous month. If the file supplied by the CIA is the official dossier on Oswald, then it contains no reports received by headquarters from the Mexican station or any other foreign office, and it supplies no information regarding the dissemination of material by CIA to other federal agencies. Commission investigator Edward Williams wrote that Richard Helms, then the CIA's deputy director of plans, said they would prefer not to comply with another request for information. Why the fuck wouldn't you comply with a request for information? Gee, I wonder. Um, this will be in the show notes, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, if you want to check it out, that's great. I have more, and there will be more. Now, this is an interesting one. This is from the, the New York Post, a semi-reputable uh, periodical. Not of ill repute, but it's not the Billings Gazette. They didn't run a story on this, otherwise I would have led with it. Um, <laughs> out of respect, please. You always lead with the Billings Gazette. <laughs> yeah, you always. You have to. You know, that's, that's, put, that's putting your best foot forward. I you lead with yeah. the Billings Gazette. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, and I'm not being facetious either. Uh, it's a periodical of great note. I agreed. Agreed. Uh, can, in, can confirm and endorsed. Um, this article is by Larry Gelton from the Nueva York Post uh, or the Post de Nueva York. Lee Harvey Oswald ordered to kill JFK by Soviets ex-CIA chief claims. No. Why would you say that? Lee Harvey Oswald was a KGB associate who was personally instructed by Soviet leader Nikita Khrushchev to assassinate President Kennedy. Sometime shortly thereafter, the Soviets changed their mind and Oswald was told to drop the plan. But Oswald, harboring a blind love for all things USSR, refused. A new book by two former intelligence chiefs, one from the West and one from the East, tosses the tail on this vol voluminous pile of JFK conspiracy assassination theories, Operation Dragon inside the Kremlin's secret war on America. Mm -hmm. So Ooh, scary. Yeah, it's very scary. So you have this Soviet agent uh, and this uh, CIA guy pinning the blame on the commies. Well, you can do that now safely. The one guy, the commie that wrote it, he's dead. He died of the Rona. Uh, his name is Ion Miha Pasipa, a former acting chief of communist Romania's espionage service. So he wasn't even from Russia. He wasn't even from the Soviet Union. He was from Nikolai Ceausescu's communist Romania. So we can dismiss that out of hand. So you do have some, uh, the corporate press is doing their best to, to you know, kind of whitewash the story. Mm -hmm. So um, as now, this is an excerpt. I really want you guys to pay attention. Those of you that are still listening. I really want you to pay attention to this because this is an excerpt from the devil's chessboard. Okay. Uh, this is what happened here. So, 
exactly 70 years ago today, Terry Truman signed National Security Act, uh, National Security Council, Joint Chiefs of Staff, and the Central Intelligence Agency. One month after the Kennedy assassination, Truman published a bombshell in a uh, Washington Post compost. Thank you. I've never had any thought that when I set up the CIA that it would be injected into peacetime cloak and dagger operations. It has become an operational and at times a policy-making arm of government, so removed from its intended role that it's being interpreted as a symbol of sinister and mysterious foreign intrigue. Uh, when it comes uh, to behind-the-scenes intrigue, no one could out-sinister Alan Dulles, the director of the CIA from 1953 to 1961. Dulles' job, simply put, was to hijack the U.S. government for the benefit of the wealthy. <laughs> you don't say. When he did and how he did it has never been more relevant uh, from David Talbot's recent Dulles biography, The Devil's Chessboard. Uh, the focus here is on Dulles' deeply troubling behavior around the time that John F. Kennedy was assassinated. Although Kennedy had fired him in 61, Dulles basically kept a de facto running, de, by de facto running the CIA. Even more ominously, after Kennedy was killed in Dallas on November 22, 1963, Dulles moved to, quote, the farm, a secret CIA facility in Virginia where he remained for the weekend, during which time the suspect Lee Harvey Oswald was shot to death in Dallas, uh, and a vast machinery was set in motion to create the lone gunman myth that has dominated our history books to the present. Just Google the magic bullet. It is a flaming pile of horse shit, and I mean a flaming. It's burning from here. I can smell the horse shit through the microphone. Uh, uh, throughout all of this, one thing is clear. Dulles was no rogue operative. He was serving the interests of America's corporate and war-making elites, and he went all out. The former CIA director was so determined to control JF the JFK death story spin as Talbot chronicles below. He even tried to strong-arm former President Truman when the plain-spoken Missourian dropped his hints that an all-out-of-control all CIA might have been involved in Kennedy's murder. This is the first part of excerpt 20 for the good of the country from the devil's chessboard. Over the final months of JFK's presidency, a clear consensus took shape within America's deep state. Kennedy was a national security threat. For the good of the country, he must be removed, and Dulles was the only man with the stature, connections, and decisive will to make something of this enormity happen. He had already assembled a killing machine to operate overseas. Now he's prepared. Now he prepared to bring it home to Dallas. All that his establishment colleagues had to do was to look the other way, as they always did when Dulles took executive action. In the case of Doug Dillon, who oversaw Kennedy's Secret Service apparatus, it simply meant making sure he was out of town. If he, if, if he was later asked to account for himself, Dillon would have a ready explanation. The tragic events in Dallas had not occurred on his watch. He was airborne over the Pacific at the time. There is no evidence that reigning corporate figures like David Rockefeller were part of the plot against Kennedy or had foreknowledge of the crime, but there is ample evidence that of the overwhelming hostility to Kennedy in these corporate circles, a surging antagonism that certainly emboldened Dulles and other national security enemies of the president. And if the assassination of the president was indeed an establishment crime, as University of Pittsburgh sociology professor Donald Gibson has suggested, there's even more reason to see the official investigation as an establishment cover-up. Oswald was still alive, and that was the problem. He was supposed to be killed as he left the Texas school book depository. That's what G. Robert Blakely, the former Kennedy Justice Department attorney who served as chief counsel for the House Select Committee on Assassinations, later concluded about the man's authorities rushed to designate the lone assassin. But Oswald escaped, and after being taken alive by Dallas police in a movie theater, he became a major conundrum for those trying to pin the crime on him. It was almost as he had been rehearsed or programmed to meet the situation he found himself in, end quote. 
to begin with, Oswald did not act like most assassins. And this is an important point, ladies and gentlemen. Those who decapitated heads of state generally crowed about their history-making deeds, hence Six Semper Tyrannus. In contrast, Oswald repeatedly denied his guilt while in custody, emphatically telling reporters that he was hustled from one room to the next in the Dallas police station. I don't know what this is all about. I'm just a patsy. And the accused assassin seemed strangely cool and collected, according to the police detectives who questioned him. He was real calm, recalled one detective. He was extra calm. He wasn't a bit excited or nervous or anything. In fact, Dallas Police Chief Jesse Curry and District Attorney William Alexander thought Oswald was so composed that he seemed trained to handle a stressful interrogation. I was amazed that the person so young, that a person so young, excuse me, had had the self-control he had. Alexander later told Irish investigator journalist Anthony Summers. It was almost as if he had been rehearsed or programmed to meet the situation he found himself in. Oswald further signaled that he was part of an intelligence operation trying to make an intriguing phone call shortly before midnight East Coast time on Saturday, November 23rd. The police switchboard operator, who was being closely monitored by two unidentified officials, told Oswald there was no answer, though she actually did not put the call through. It was not until years later that an independent researchers traced the phone number that Oswald tried to call to a former U.S. Army intelligence officer in Raleigh, North Carolina. CIA veteran Victor Marchetti, who analyzed the Raleigh call in his book, The CIA and the Cult of Intelligence, surmised that Oswald was likely following his training guidelines and reaching out to his intelligence handler. He was probably calling his cutout. He was calling somebody who could put him in touch with his case officer, end quote. The Raleigh call probably sealed Oswald's fate, according to Marchetti, by refusing to play by the role of the patsy and instead following his intelligence protocol, Oswald made it clear that he was in trouble. What what would be the CIA procedure at this point, Marchetti was asked by North Carolina historian Grover Proctor, who has closely studied the episode near the end of Oswald's life. I'd kill him, Marchetti reported. Was this his death warrant, Proctor continued? You betcha, Marchetti said. This time, Oswald went over the dam. Whether he knew it or not, he was over the dam. And at this point, it was executive action, end quote. It's very cold and very chilling. And this is, you know, this is an individual who is a CIA uh, operative, okay? Oswald was not just alive on the afternoon of November 22nd, 1963. He was likely innocent. This was another major problem for the organizers of the assassination. Even, cl- even close legal observers of the case who continued to believe Oswald's guilt, such as Bob Blakely, who after serving on the House Assassinations Committee became a law professor at Notre Dame University, acknowledged that a credible case could be made of Oswald's innocence based on evidence. Mm-hmm. The 1979 congressional report found that Kennedy was the victim of a conspiracy involving Oswald and other parties, unknown parties, excuse me. Other legal experts like San Francisco attorney and Kennedy researcher Bill Simpich have gone further, arguing that the case against Oswald was riddled with such glaring inconsistencies that it would likely qu- or quickly unraveled in court. Fortunately for the conspirators, the deeply flawed case against Lee Harvey Oswald never made it to court. Oswald's shocking murder, broadcast live into American homes, solved one dilemma for Dulles as he monitored the Dallas events from his weekend from the farm, his, sec- his secure CIA facility in Virginia. But it soon became apparent that Oswald's murder created another problem, a wave of public suspicion that swept over the nation and beyond. To many people who watched the horrifying spectacle on TV, the shooting smacked of a gangland hit aimed at silencing Oswald before he could talk. In fact, this is precisely what Attorney General Robert Kennedy concluded after his investigators began digging into Ruby's background. Bobby, who made his personal reputation as Senate investigator for organized crime, poured over Ruby's phone records from the days leading up to the Dallas violence. 
The list of names was almost a duplicate of the people I called before the Rackets Committee, RFK remarked later. The Attorney General's suspicions about the death of his brother immediately not fell on just the Mafia, but on the CIA, the agency that, as Bobby knew, had been using the mob to do some of its dirtiest work. So, I, um, I, like I said, I'm really bothered by this because it was like the first conspiracy that you ever come into contact to, at least in my generation. I can't speak like Christopher saying, yes, I guess, too. Like, this was a big deal when we were kids. Like, this was before 9-11. This is before, like, this was, this was still the crime of the century. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And something that I think the majority of Americans and even more as time has, has gone on, fully believe that the government was behind killing uh, John Kennedy. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I don't really cry over spilled politicians, but watching that man's head get blown off bothers me to this day. Like every time I wince, I'm like, God damn, man. Well, just like, because you don't like a politician doesn't mean that you want him to die. Right. No, no, certainly not. And he definitely wasn't the worst among them. I mean, shit. I mean, if we had to pick one, he wouldn't be it's it. It's terrible that he was shot and killed in front of his wife. And, uh, you know, how many hundreds of thousands of people, you know, watching, well, you know, standing in front of all of those people i mean it's terrible i agree with that i I agree with that and the other thing too is this should be and so many people it goes to show you that deep down inside most americans there's a definite suspicion of the of the state if a majority of americans look at this and still to this day are like no matter how many times they spin it the magic bullet theory witnesses what did the government do immediately after the assassination they confiscated all cameras mm-hmm. and anybody operating film in dealey plaza mm-hmm. okay it's not like now where you know if george floyd if george floyd would have happened to george floyd which i'm sure it did hundreds of times before cell phones um they would be able to tell the official story which is what they're doing here but if there were cell phones back then with you know were you live streaming this it's harder to control the narrative Mm -hmm. they had even with complete control of the narrative people didn't believe it you know what i mean yeah which to me is very telling that people have a tent like deep down they're like there's something up with this there's something and then finding that bullet the pristine bullet on the gurney next to the slain president it's like jesus you guys aren't even trying because most americans are shooters they like to shoot because we're not fucking done. We, we love guns. Yeah. And then you're going to look at it and like, you're going to expect people to buy that flaming pile of horse shit that that's one of the bullets. Well, I mean, like, okay, honey, you know, obviously like we're, you know, separated by this incident, you know, very many years, sure. you know, like sure. 20, 30 years, whatever. Yeah. Right. Um, so given that I did watch, there was a program on TV, like, I don't know, I want to say maybe 10 years ago. Uh, in regards to this situation. And it, it was footage of, you know, Lee Harvey Oswald going, you know, he was arrested. He was talking in front of the cameras, you know, and mm-hmm. each time you saw him in front of the cameras, he had more and more bruises on his face Yep. as time went on. Mm-hmm. And when he said, I didn't do this, I believed it right like it seemed convincing sure you know i mean he he could have participated in something i i don't really know honestly but i felt at the time when i watched that interaction that it was an honest interaction Mm -hmm. um 
I mean, he was getting the shit beat out of him, clearly. Why were they beating him up? Oh, yeah. There's no question about and it. And then that that Jack Ruby just shoots him out of nowhere, and he was... You know what I mean? Like, it just it doesn't... Something isn't right. Obviously, something's not right about the right. entire situation. No, not at you all. Know, not at all. From start to finish. Magic it's bullet. entirely obvious that there's yeah. fuckery and yeah. foolery <laughs> yeah. going on. Like, For sure. I agree. You have, to, you have to be absolutely fucking blind and to be like, oh, the, the official government narrative is perfectly fine and acceptable and believable. Like, bull fucking shit. Right. I wasn't born yesterday, asswipe. Yeah. <laughs> hey, no, exactly. Exactly. And the fact, like I said, the fact that so many people, even though the narrative was completely controlled, the access to information was completely controlled, and this is a Cold War era population who, you know, the saluting of the flag, you know, uh, you know obviously the, the Soviet Union is, you know, the master of all the evil and this, that, and the other thing. Meanwhile, there were two separate drinking fountains for Americans and two separate bathrooms and different schools and shit like that for the longest period of time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, yeah, the commies were not good people. I understand that. They're more like the Soviet government, excuse me. Um, the fact that pe- even then people are like, no, this, this, this. Reeks. Well, I mean, that Jack Ruby was even asked later on and like, you know, this is stuff that like i've heard over time and i don't really know if i've verified it but i have heard that he said if you get me out of here i will tell you everything you want to know why would he say that just to get himself out of jail possibly to get himself out of jail right yeah but like at that point do you know what i mean no i do know what you mean and more to that point so there's an unclassified nsa.gov uh, document that'll be in the show notes as well unclassified uh this is a document that they have and i'm going to read from it it's it's shorter than what you just listened to i recommend that book by the way i haven't said that enough but i'm gonna say it again please read that uh ex-cia agent claims that he bought rifles for kennedy killing by dan cox november or excuse, november 19th new york uh a man claiming to have been linked to the u.s central intelligence agency said that in a new book that he bought and customized four rifles, he said, were used by the CIA and the mafia to kill President John Kennedy. In firsthand knowledge, how I participated in the CIA mafia murder of President Kennedy, Robert Morrow claims that under orders, he was, while under contract of, to the CIA, he bought four 7.35 millimeter rifles and supplied several CIA hitmen with sophisticated electronic equipment to kill the president. In a lecture at New York University on Thursday, Morrow said he was not aware at the time that the equipment he supplied was to be used to kill Kennedy. I thought they were going to be used against a head of state in Central America, he said. Although two weeks before the November 22, 1963 shooting, he heard a rumor that Kennedy assassination was in the works at the CIA. He said that he disregarded it until he saw one of the rifles he had bought shown on the television the night of the shooting. I didn't pay any attention until the rifle was shown on the air that night, he said, referring to the broadcast of local Dallas police holding up a rifle reportedly seized from Lee Harvey Oswald. Then he went into a state of panic. I went to my CIA case officer and he said, shut up. Morrow claims as part of a long line of conspiracy theories about Kennedy's assassination and the Earl Warren Commission that investigated it. These theories claim Kennedy was killed by several assassins, some connected to the CIA. Such theories were then the subject of Oliver Stone's film JFK, which focused attempts uh, by the late New Orleans District Attorney General 
our district attorney, excuse me, Jim Garrison, to convict the New Orleans businessman as a conspirator in the Kennedy in Kennedy's death. The CIA spokesman con- contacted on Thursday said there's no record that Robert D. Morrow has, was ever a contract agent of the Central Intelligence Agency. But Morrow claimed that the agency was using a linguistic trick to avoid naming him. I was a contract and employee, not an agent, and I was paid by the U.S. Army, he said. Moore referred to Oswald, long thought to be Kennedy's assassin, as a patsy in the whole process, which he claims led to then Vice President Lyndon Johnson and FBI uh, Director J. Edgar Hoover. He said that he heard Oswald's name mentioned before the shooting as a low-level CIA operative been sent to Russia. Morrow claims in his book that he customized the rifles that could be dismantled, hidden, and resembled quickly. He also claims that he supplied CIA operative David Ferry with four radio transceivers that were not detectable by any communication equipment then available on the market. Morrow said his CIA case officer assured him afterwards that he would be clean as a whistle and would not be implicated in the assassination attempt. He said he did not come forward with any of the information because Barnes told him he would be sent to prison for violating the oath of secrecy that all CIA agents take. Morrow 65 said there had already been two attempts on his life since the Kennedy assassination, but he says he was determined to write this book in light of the fact that the danger to himself and his family has abated with the expected release of congressional files on the assassination. Moore also claims that U.S. President George Bush had full knowledge of the assassination conspiracy, though he did not specify when Bush, director of the CIA from 1976 to 1977, might have become aware of it. George Bush knew everything, he said Morrow. And this is once again from Reuters, which is an, an unclassified document that the um, NSA has provided. I, strangely enough, um, George Bush couldn't tell you where he was the day of the assassination, but schoolchildren could. But George H.W. Bush, the future director of the Central Intelligence Agency, couldn't tell you where he was. He doesn't remember. Um, I uh, again. This crime of the century stuff, there's something captivating about this because no matter how much truth we get, there's always a steady stream of denial. And unfortunately, we don't like I think Trump said he was going to release shit about UFOs and the Kennedy assassination. Did any of that come to fruition? I don't know. I think he I don't remember what happened. Like, honestly, like, I think, like, the the stuff that was released was so redacted, it was pointless. Right. I mean, most of that stuff is, it's like, what's the point in releasing anything if you're going to black out the entire page? Like, nobody gives a shit. We all know, like, you're up to no good. Just tell us what you're up to no good about. Like, we already suspect it. Just give us the goods. It's like a fucking TV show. We want to (laughs) watch. We want to watch. I like that. It's like a TV show. Well, yeah, I, again... This book has rekindled my interest in the topic. I'm not sure how. Um, I don't know how it's going to conclude because the there's a, a lot of information in the middle of it where it's talking about the Kennedy assassination. And I'm not. I'm only. I'm not doing enough justice to the book, you guys. I highly recommend uh, listening to it or reading it. It is absolutely worth your time. Absolutely. I'm going to download it right now. Okay. Good. We got one. There you go. I'm just the. A peddler and hawker of books on Audible and other platforms. Well, I was thinking I have it in my wish list, but I got the um, I'm I'm gonna butcher her first name, but I think it's you you know me you know me Park. Oh, the, the North Korean lady. Yeah, I don't yeah, yeah, know. Yeah. How do you say? Is it you know me or I, I'm not Yomi sure or something? I don't know. So the the um nice Korean lady, uh, Miss Miss Park. I think she's married though. 
So she's a Mrs. Something else. Um, okay. But yeah, I got her book and um, I listened to that instead. So because that was going to be my next download, but I'll just, you know, get it. And okay, to it. good. I've been thinking about I need to listen to something different at work. Report back on your findings. Yes, please. I will. Thank you. Uh, so I don't know, guys, if you have anything to add, if you have um, you have anything that you've researched on this, please uh, use guys in that at gmail.com. I'd love to hear about it because this one really bothered. It's kind of like it's not kind of like 9-11. It really is for a couple of generations previous to Christopher and myself, a huge deal, uh, a huge deal for our parents, uh, for uh, for our, gra- our grandparents. This is, you know. It's, it's interesting that you had a generation of people that went through, you know, World War II, where you had Pearl Harbor, then you had the, the detonation of the atomic bomb, which is like, you know, accelerating technology. Then you had the Korean War. Then you had the assassination of the president, right? Then you had Watergate. Well, then, of course, in the between all of that, you have Vietnam, you know? And then there was another assassination attempt with Reagan getting, sh- uh, getting shot up. I mean, there's historical event after historical event. I mean, it just continues on and on and on. I laugh. I told Chris several times, I'm getting tired of living through historical events. And clearly. <laughs> right. Can we have like an uneventful decade or two? That would be nice. That would be nice. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, may you live in yeah. interesting times. And uh, we're living in interesting times. That's I don't know. What, putting it. <laughs> you ain't kidding. Uh, what do you guys think about this? Uh, I just, you know, in my, you know, we all agree that something uh, something is rotten in the state of Denmark, as a uh, Bill Shakespeare once put it. Um, what do you guys think about all this, man? Like, uh, do you think that we're ever going to get answers to these questions? Do you think that uh, it's uh, important to keep that uh, fire I, I burning? Think, I think that the longer time goes on, like the less likely are, we are to get like a precise answer. Sure. I mean, I don't know. We might. But, like, I definitely, like, 100%, like, the government somehow, some way, whether it was, like, the CIA, like, the whole military-industrial complex, whether it was, you know, corporate America and, you know, the CIA and whatever, whatever combination, you know, somehow, some way, it was definitely the government. And, uh, I mean, from what I've gathered, like, I guess... Like, it, the, you definitely suspect the CIA because from things that I had read and gathered was that he was going to, that Kennedy was going to do away with the CIA after, because of the way they botched the Bay of Pigs operation. Yep, yep, he was I like, also he, heard that. Yeah, that that was, you know, that's one of the things that I've heard, and it's just like, yeah, you know, yeah. It, it, like, you motherfuckers did it. <laughs> like, I yeah. feel like we're far enough removed away from the event that, like, just admit that she did it. I mean, also too, like, I don't know the the success. I mean, it's, if you're really like, if you practice, you know, because you can go over the shots over and over again. Like, mm-hmm. it's possible that like one person did both of those shots, right? It's not impossible for that to happen. You mm-hmm. know, it's very possible. However, I just feel like it was like, oh, I it, the first person got him in the neck. Uh, I'm up because he can't live through this, mm-hmm. right? Like. And so, like, whatever else happened, that second shot went off because mm. the first shot was in the neck and he could have survived it. That's why the second shot happened. Wasn't there, like, 
two or three shots or something like that. Well, you had somebody get hit <laughs> by uh, by fragments mm -hmm. that was standing on the side of the road. Somebody got hit by fragments, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah, first he lo like he comes forward and he grabs his neck because it goes through his neck through the back of his head or the back of his neck and through his throat. Because you see him lurch forward and grab his neck, and you see his, his you see Jackie, his wife like look over to him and be like what what's what's the problem and he's leaning forward and then you know the explanation of him getting struck in the back of the head where he goes where you know he it's you can see his head explode mm -hmm. on the on the film right mm -hmm. but you know it um it, it like they're trying to explain why it would happen where he goes like this by being shot behind him cuz there's you know theories that there were multiple shooters uh, there were multiple angles that people like they were there was a triangulation of fire. That's where the gunman in the grassy knoll comes from. Mm -hmm. um, while I'm not willing to speculate, first of all, like, can you make that shot? Yes, there's a lot. I'm sure there are a lot of shooters that can make that shot. But let's put some things together. And again, I don't want to get like this is gonna like we're not going to do a huge thing on Kennedy. I'm just, you know, enamored with the story because I'm reading the book. Yeah. But let's think three shots from a bold action Italian rifle under the biggest duress one could ever begin to imagine. You are taking on the head of a state of one of the most powerful superpowers on the planet. Mm -hmm. One of two, excuse me. Mm -hmm. And on a moving target. Okay. And you've been out of the Marines for how long? You know? And when he was in Russia, when he lived in the Soviet Union, excuse me, he lived in Belarusia, he went on a hunting trip with the factory workers he was with, the hunting club. He, one of the guys said he was such a bad shot that they shot a rabbit for him because he couldn't hit shit. That's what they said over there. Okay? Now, was he playing it up? I, Again, he could be like pretending, oh, I'm just a terrible shot, you know. Oh, right. what was I me? Mean, he could have you know? he, he could have been, you know, the trigger man and everything else. Sure. Like, you know what I mean? Because like if he was a trained CIA operative and he was like a, you know, super secret spy and he went to Russia to try to infiltrate and then, you know, came back or whatever. And that's why he was allowed through because he was one of us. And, you know, he has an agenda to pretend like he, you know, he's doing like a, you know, a double cross, right? Like, right, right. You understand what I'm saying? So like, that all makes sense, you know? So he could just be the person, you know, who did actually kill the president. He's just lying because he's yeah. trying to like, you know, I don't know. It's possible. Whatever. I just, the, the idea of squeezing off that many shots under duress at a moving target uh, accurately is um i find it possible but not probable again i'm not an expert i know people have done timing tests and it is possible but again putting in all those factors together it's almost like the vegas shooter who goes up to the hotel room with these you know thousands of rounds of ammo and weapons and nobody seems to notice nobody seems to notice that lee harvey oswald just happens to disappear on the sixth floor of the texas book depository you know, and then you couple together with this story about the folding, the rifles taking them apart. Sure, you could hide it, but nobody thought this. Like, what are you doing up there? Like, you know, the shift is down here. Like, we got we got shit to do down here. I don't know how he created the nest, the sniper's nest. I'm not sure how it all worked. But also, when Kennedy, when the when the fatal blow really happens, the throat one, I'm not so sure. Maybe it, he would have survived. I don't know. I, I like I, I'm not sure if he would have survived, but. What I can tell you is that that he that man was not getting out of there alive that day one way or the other. Mm -hmm. um, but when he lurches forward after the bullet goes from the back 
of his neck through his throat and he lurches forward. Then the next shot has him going back where like, but yet he's being shot from behind. So the first time when he shot from behind, he lurches forward, but he was shot from behind again. And it's a headshot. It's the one that blows the skull off. He goes back into the left. Why wouldn't he lurch forward again? It could have been a, a involuntary muscle spasm with something hitting the brain. It, it could have been your body does weird shit. I don't know. That's a you know big I mean? cartridge though like, coming at your skull. Yeah, oh, I was no. gonna say getting hit in the skull, like, like your head's gonna go in whatever direction that bullet was going. It's a lot of ass. Have you seen the picture yeah. of that bullet, Angel? Uh, I think so. Like the the magic bullet. Well, just type in a bullet that shot bullet that shot Kennedy. Okay. And and, and look it up, and then put it on the screen here. Okay. Put it on the screen so that people can see um, what we're looking at here. This is it's not this is not um this is not a five five six like this is a big ass round. Um, if you just type in bullet uh, bullet Kennedy. Bullet Kennedy. Okay. Yeah. So I put. And then go on to um, images. Okay. Okay. So let me share my screen here. <clears throat> okay. So we have this magic bullet theory. That is a big ass round. Yeah. I mean, I, I like to be fair, like I'm, I have done no research. I'm just, you know, merely stating it's possible, like why something might happen you know, why might have he lurched backwards? It could have been he just seized up. He could have had a seizure at that moment sure. in time. Who sure. knows? You know what I mean? I'm not I'm not saying, you know, that's the reason, but a lot of weird shit happens when, you know, you get shot and I mean people are shot in the head and they live. You know what I mean? So like it crazy things happen, you know. Yeah, crazy do things do happen. I just think that's something that size that I mean wouldn't push I again, who knows, but it seems to me very odd. And I do know that there are lots of theories that suggest that sh shots came from multiple directions, hence the why there's debris. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, from. Um, but like, so this guy got hit with a ricochet. Is that what they're saying? Or no, he got hit? That's no, the same bullet. It's the same bullet. That's the magic bullet theory. Like it defies the laws of physics from what I understand. I could be wrong, but uh, yeah. That bullet just ping ponged around. <laughs> Yeah, it literally like, you know, made turns and did whatever it wanted, you know, stuff for lunch, uh, whatever. But yeah, it's um, it's it's it, I think that it's absolutely absurd. I I find it very odd. Um. <laughs> yeah, I don't I'm not buying it. I think that it's a flaming pile of horse shit. And what's what's really fucked up is, you know, like when we say votes don't matter and, you know, the Gavin Newsom thing, okay, yeah, maybe they do, maybe they don't. Maybe once in a while they let it, I, I don't know. I'm not 100% sure one way or the other, but this right here is the assassination of the head of state yeah. by the real government. The real masters of the universe were like, no fucking way, you are not in charge, you don't get to make policy, and you definitely don't get to tell CIA what to do. So they're saying it ricocheted from his shoulder to his throat, out his throat, to this other guy's shoulder, wrist, and then down to this guy's thigh, and it nothing ever happened to it? Like the bullet just stayed pristine? Is that is that what they're well, saying? Well, that's what I'm saying. They just happened to find this perfectly pristine bullet. You know, like it's never been fired out of the cartridge. Like it's, it's like 
It's like stumbling across the 9-11 attacker's fucking passport after they fucking it's true. drive it. You know what I mean? Like fucking that bullets that don't get damaged when they kill people and get fired from a rifle and fucking strange fucking passports made out of some odd alloy that are fucking fire and explosion proof. Right, exactly. So this pathway doesn't show anything about his head. So there must have been more than one shot, correct? Well, no, yeah, that there's definitely more than one shot. Okay. I, I think they're even willing to admit that there were three. Okay. Um, so that being said, how does that happen? Like, honestly, like, is there any chance that a bullet can go through all of that shit, ricochet that many times, and not have one scratch on it and not be damaged or look like it's passed through anything? I mean, there's no possible way. It's... <laughs> have the myth have the mythbusters done this? No, I don't think they have. This is still a delicate topic for a lot of people. I'm gonna write the mythbusters. They're they're out of business. They don't do it anymore. No, they, they, they add a business, didn't maybe they yeah. can come back and do the Kennedy special. <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure. Um you can take a look at some of the um autopsy photographs of the deceased president, the massive I... hole in his head, including his throat. Um it's 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 huge. It's it's not it's it's tough to look yeah. at no matter who you who you are, it's, what your opinion it's, is. It's awful. I don't you know, you know, I mean, like I said, let's not. Uh, I get angry sometimes and I say things, but like, you know, I would never I would never harm somebody. You know what I mean? I would never want to do that to anybody. Like unless somebody was trying to harm me, then I'm definitely going to defend myself. Right. Well, but like I would never just be like, yeah, you, you don't want to do what I want you to do. So like. I'm just going to kill you because I'm a piece of shit. Like, but you're, I, you're talking from a different perspective. Alan Dulles and the national security apparatus, the intelligence community. This is an individual. When you remember operation Northwoods, Kennedy's the one who put a stop to that. If I'm not mistaken, mm -hmm. the one where they were going to detonate a jetliner and blame it on Cuba so they could go invade them again. Kennedy said, no, all of his warmongering cabinet wanted him to respond militarily to the Cuban Missile Crisis. He said no. I mean, he took a tough posture. He was like, if you keep fucking with us, we're going to take this as an attack. He won the standoff, sure. But this is a man who, not only that, but I, Chris is correct. I believe he wanted to shut down Central Intelligence because of how rogue they had acted. And especially after how they botched the Bay of Pigs. I mean, that was an international embarrassment. Yeah. You know? So they made him look like an absolute fucking asshole. Yep. More than that Jordan Mosh did in the uh, furniture at Mrs. Kennedy's bedroom. Um, if you guys remember that, take a look at that episode. I don't remember what number it is. It doesn't matter. Um, does anybody have anything before we wrap up the show today? Um, no. I mean, I just, I didn't realize that that's the, the shit that they were touting. Uh, of the Kennedy assassination, that magic bullet, it did all of that. Like, I just thought maybe, I don't even <laughs> yeah. know. Like, I didn't even really hear, like, I've heard about it, but I was like, okay, whatever. Like, I, you know, just, I didn't investigate it. I didn't understand that that's what they were actually Living saying. under a fucking rock. Right. I mean, like, I've heard of it, but I just didn't know. I just thought it that bullet was just placed there, and they were saying, like, it hit somebody's wrist or something. Like, I don't remember. Oh, it's it was insane. It was years ago that I heard about it, and I never looked into it. You no, know? Check out the book. You'll, uh, you'll yeah, enjoy the story. I downloaded story. it. Excellent. Uh, Christopher, do you have anything before we wrap up the show today? No, nothing specific, uh, although if we do, I, I guess 
I guess, yeah, if we have any listeners that are in the Akron area, my band, Agents of FFE, will in fact be playing a show in Akron on Friday, October 29th. Oh, super excited. Uh, I will be there. Well, the gang hopefully will all be there. Yes, I will also be there. Is this um, Halloween fancy show? Yeah, yeah. The Halloween show. So, yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, like I said, any listeners out in the Akron area, you want to come see us? Uh, come see us at the Vortex. Outstanding. Um, that would be uh, awesome to see uh, some listeners if you're in the area. Paul, I'm not expecting you to go. I know that's not your cup of tea. That's fine. Although you're welcome to join us and hang out. Um, that's all we have today. Uh, before we wrap up, I do have a big announcement. There is an announcement. We have a couple of new sponsors in a mutual aid exchange, which I'm very proud to do. We are very proud to do. First of all, I'd like to welcome iPaint Akron. iPaint Akron, Northeast Ohio Art Parties, where all accidents are happy accidents. You can learn more at by going to tinyurl.com. I'm spelling it out so you guys know. Forward slash iPaint Akron ticks, T-I-X. Check them out. Also by Ray Faba, Art from the Great Lakes, Fine Art and Design from the Great Lakes. You can check more of her work out at rayfaba.com. And Team Mandalore, which is a cycling team, Keeping Cycling Weird. You can check out what they do at teammandalore.com. We are proud to have them in a mutual exchange, mutual aid exchange, of sponsorship here on the Use Guys in That podcast. But ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's been sort of a Native American summer. I don't want to call it the other one. It gets, uh, you know, taken off of YouTube. I don't think we're allowed to say that. Um, uh, but a Native American summer, a bit of a heat wave. Things are getting hot. Um, you got a dirty undercarriage. You got under boobs sweat. Uh, you're you dead. titties. You admitted titties. You got, uh, you know, a little too much dung in the dung ditch. Ugh. Clean your ass with all-natural homemade gay soap by Todd. Cold press homemade soap delivered to you. Support our friend Todd in his very gay soap at Akron Apothecary. You can also find more information on our website by clicking the shop here link. Again, I cannot stress how important it is for individuals to use this gay soap to get themselves nice and clean. Because if you want to put any of your appendages into someone else's body with consent or vice versa, Having clean everything, whether it's underneath your sack, perhaps you ladies are stinky vaginas, you need to get after it, okay? Please, use Todd's soap. It's all natural. It's not going to hurt you. No detergents, no d- disgusting additives, just clean, homemade, wholesome, family-friendly gay soap. And for that special someone, you know, you know, the, the holidays are approaching. Please consider supporting our friends, supporting our sponsors, and the gay soap. We're big fans of the gay soap. I wash my asshole regularly. With gay soap, uh, I'm a huge fan of the gay soap. And what better place to put it in your ass, especially where the Delta variant hangs out. That's all we have for this week, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back next week once again. I'd like to thank you once uh, uh, once again for patronizing us. If you wouldn't mind hitting the uh, subscribe button on YouTube's. But also, don't forget, we got a Facebook page and Instagram. Get after it. Uh, we've met some really cool people via Instagram especially. Uh, check out our friends and the people that we are mutuals that we follow. Uh, shout out, of course, without 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 forgetting, not only to Paul B. from B-Town, but uh, our friends in the Pacific Northwest, specifically Elliot. Uh, thank you for uh, listening. And I thank everybody from California who is deep behind enemy lines. And we can't recommend enough for you to get the fuck out. That's all I have. Have a great week, everybody. Try to stay clean. Keep your asshole clean. And we'll talk to you soon.
Okay. Bye. Get some soap for that ass. Soap for that ass. <laughs> Bye. Bye.